Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, and it's listener letter time again. This week, we have a letter from Jiang Brewbasket, who writes to us from the Golden Lantern at the Shrine of the Seven Stars. And she writes, Dear Tosh Mafuni, with all the great brews in Pandaria, is Storm Stout Brew really your favorite? So, here's the thing, Jiang. Um, I don't actually... Well, the thing is, um, okay, I don't drink. I mean, sure, tea and fruit juices and water, but brews and ales, not so much. Or at all, really. Look, I'm sure Storm Stout is an excellent brew. I, I just couldn't actually say from direct personal experience. Now, I know what everyone's thinking. A Pandaren that doesn't drink? Well... I pretty much get that same reaction from everyone. But hey, at least I actually answered a question this week. Thanks for writing, Jiang. Checking the Azeroth calendar, the monthly Dark Moon Fair is upon us again, so whether you're collecting mounts, pets, toys, or filling out an armor set, travel to your favorite capital city to find the portal to this monthly fun-filled event. And boating enthusiasts should start making their plans to travel to Thousand Needles next week for the three-day Thousand Boat Bash. Hey, hundreds of boats speeding around Thousand Needles in a festival run by goblins. What could possibly go wrong? Well, it would normally be time now for the Dwarven Weather Forecast with Eamon Wetbranch. But if you listened last week, you'll know that Eamon has gone missing. The last we heard from Eamon, he fled from an encounter with Undasta on the Isle of Giants. So we're asking you listeners, if you see Eamon, or even run across any clues to his whereabouts, please let us know. And the Dwarven Weather Report would have been brought to you by Nessingwari Safari, who remind you that no one is meant for defeat. And now, the Farm Report. Jogu's word on tomorrow's crops is striped melons. You know, with summer here, everyone will want a nice supply of sweet, juicy striped melons on hand. But if you want this extra special fruit, you'll need to either cultivate them yourself at Sunsong Ranch right here in Half Hill, or um, obtain them from the Hosen or Jinyu in Pandaria. I'd actually suggest that you just farm them. Takes longer, much safer. Striped melons are an ingredient in a couple of Pandaren recipes, but I personally recommend Eternal Blossom Fish. This is a simple and health-restoring two-ingredient recipe needing only striped melon and jade lungfish. And a fishing trip to the jade forest for this abundant fish is a day well spent. This week's feature is Travels with Tashi and Talib, Zangermarsh, and the Glowcap Festival. Using a portal at the Shrine of the Seven Stars, Talip and I traveled through space to Shatrath, the sanctuary city in the shattered world of Outland. Arriving at the Terrace of Light in the center of the city, 
I was immediately struck by the immense presence of the Naru Adal, the leader of the Shatar, who bravely defended Outland against the Burning Legion. We paused for a moment to listen to the teachings of the Dranai leader Grand Anchorite Almanen, who spoke to the followers gathered there. His inspiring speech on the power of light and good to sustain everyone in dark and troubled times truly moved me, so much so that I couldn't resist repeating, along with the faithful, may it be so. I was so entranced by the experience that Talib had to tap me on the shoulder to remind me why we had come to Outland in the first place. Still musing on what I had heard and wondering what else this devastated land held in store for me, I walked quietly by Talib's side out to Flightmaster Neutral and purchased a flight to Orbregar Harborage in Zangarbarsh. My mood wasn't much lightened by the rather wet and dreary flight, but once we landed and began our trip south towards Sporgar, the eerily beautiful landscape of Zangarbarsh drew me out. The road carried us through a forest of towering mushrooms that cast the road in an odd orange light from their glowing undersides. We regretted having to hurry along the road, but we wanted to avoid any confrontation with the ogres who were busily hewing at the stalks of these magnificent structures. As a matter of fact, everywhere we looked, we could see the obvious destruction being done to this wondrous marshland. More on that later in the story. We did manage to arrive safely at the southern shore of Marshlight Lake and the small village of Sporgar. The village is populated by the Sporlings, odd-looking little creatures, but we found them peaceful and hospitable, which is surprising in a group that is beset on all sides by threats both native to Outland and from without. Again, more on that later. When we arrived, we found Sporgar harvesters and heroes from all over Azeroth, toiling relentlessly to keep Fushu, an animated spore, healthy and alive as Sporgar preservers patrolled the area, constantly on the lookout for the many threats that inhabit the marsh, as well as the encroaching Naga. We lent a hand, gathering various fungal plants around the village to assist with the healing, and were rewarded mainly by the opportunity to help these obviously struggling but still hopeful villagers. Afterwards, we spoke briefly with the Sporling leader, who expressed gratitude for the assistance being given and graciously invited us to make ourselves at home. We spent a little time in the village and there we met Hachu, a Sporling orphan, and seemingly the only young Sporling there. In fact, Hachu told us that he was quite lonely because of the lack of other young Sporlings in the village so much so that he actually missed being in the orphanage in Shatrath City. Both Talib and I couldn't help but remember our day with the orphan Randis during Children's Week, and Talib quietly reminded me that we still had our kites that we bought that day. So we gave one to Hachu, said our goodbyes, and took our leave of Sporgar, wondering what the fate of these brave little creatures would be. Sadly, the greatest danger to the Sporlings is the havoc being wrought on their environment by the invading Naga and Angarash ogres, who are slowly draining the swamp's waters and cutting down the enormous mushrooms. Fortunately, the druids of the Cenarian Circle have taken a hand in the matter 
and established a base of operations in the marsh. So we decided to visit them to see for ourselves what was being done. As we traveled east through the marsh, everywhere we looked we could see both the beauty of the marsh and the damage being inflicted on this unique area. Talib's expression and body language reflected her sadness at the sight of these magnificent mushrooms struggling to survive the distraction of their habitat. Off the road, we could also see some of the other dangerous but beautiful creatures that have established themselves in the marshland that was once the Zanger Sea. Fenstriders, marsh walkers, spore beasts, umber glow stingers, and outland hydras all patrol the swamps and fens, presenting a threat to unwary or unprepared adventurers. But we stayed to the safety of the road and arrived at the Cenarian Refuge, watched over by the towering figure of Keleth, the Ancient of War. After a somewhat suspicious greeting by the patrolling Cenarian Wardens, they directed us to speak to Isael Winsinger, the expedition leader who made her base at the Firefly Tavern, a surprisingly cozy inn. Isael greeted us kindly, but obviously had matters of great importance on her mind. So we took advantage of the hospitality of the snappily attired innkeeper Stotron to rest from our day's journey, and we struck up a conversation with Lathan Moonfire, a night elf druid and member of the expedition. Lathan spoke to us about the ongoing mission of the expedition to reestablish the balance of nature in the region and the urgent need to take decisive action. He also spoke somewhat derisively about others in the expedition who felt their only mission was to observe and record. As we prepared for our journey home to Half Hill, Talib and I shared our thoughts on what we had seen that day, and we both wondered, what hope was there for this damaged land when there was dissension even amongst those who were committed to defending it and restoring it to health? As always, I am coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, where the elite meet to eat and drink, especially cold, refreshing, or so I'm told, Storm Stout Brew, made with pride right here in the valley by the good folks of Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Thanks for joining me again this week, and please, folks, as you travel about Azeroth this week, keep your eye out for our dwarven weather forecaster, Eamon Wetbranch and let us know if you see or hear anything. See you next week, and remember, free Pandaria.